We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. to inform and engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power, experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism. Check out her website at www.eastgateministries.com. Much, much love for, for him. 
and uh, a great man of God and a great gift. What's God doing? You know, what, what's God saying? That's the important thing. You know, I've, over the years I've been in many prophetic meetings with some uh, very uh, strong uh, prophetic people back when uh, Obama was running for president and and it was uh, who was the lady who was running for vice president? Sarah Palin and uh, McCain. On the other side, I went to a prophetic meeting in uh, in Texas, and and they had been to the White House, they had been to the Supreme Court, and they had prayed, and and uh, the things were strong, and, and they said that Sarah Palin's going to be our next president. You know, uh, McCain's going to win the election, but something's going to happen to him. And, She'll be our next president, that kind of thing, and all that. We sat through the whole thing, and, and I had a, I had a friend sat beside me, and he said, "Carrie, what do you think?" And I said, "Well, you just heard from the three of the the most known prophets in the United States of America, uh, and you heard what they they said." And uh, and he said, "I know, but you don't look like you agree." And I said, well, well, let me change my look. You know, I I don't need to be going to places and. Looking like I disagree, and he said, "Well, I want to know." And I told him, "Well, Obama's going to be our next president." And uh, and he said, "Well, they, they disagree with you." So that's okay. You know, in the prophetic, sometimes uh, people disagree with you. Yes. You know, I was the most unlikely one that God chose to use in the prophetic. Uh, I used to have a little say, and He knew me before I started doing a lot of prophetic stuff. And people would come into our church, and and uh, God said this, and God said that, and I said, "Well, you know, the Bible says that if." A prophet comes into your midst, and and uh, and it doesn't come to pass what they say. You know, in the Old Testament, they took him out, stoned him. You know? I said, "Well, we don't do that, but we will take you out and beat you with a stick." That was my little saying, and uh, and God kind of, I think he kind of laughed. He kind of laughed. It's important for us to know what God is saying to the church. It's important for us to know what God is saying to our country, to our politicians, to our president. Uh, we're about to be a part of an election that can possibly change the direction of the United States of America. It's important for us to win that election. Yes. It's important. We sealed it uh, this morning in the name of Jesus in the yes. spirit realm. It's important that we win that election for God to do what He wants to do in the United States of America. He wants to continue our ministry in the United States of America of being the light to the world. Okay? We've been the light to the world. Maybe some people say we still are, and then I would totally disagree with that. But God wants us to burn brighter. If we continue the way that we're going, we won't be the light to the world. Amen? But it's not too late. It's not too late. You know, God always brings someone along to kind of stir us up and to uh, get us to a place where uh, we'll start thinking, what's going on? What's what's happening in, in our life? What's happening in our, our country? You know? Uh, and that's what's happened. That's what's happened. People are wondering, what's what's going on? And, and how's our country changing? I'm going to start with uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 22 this morning. Uh, that's what's happened. God's kind of stirred the stirred the spirits of men and women, and said, "You know what? This was the direction that you you're going, and this is the direction I want you to go. And I'm going to raise some people up to uh, 
to help you go that direction. And when that happens, when men of God and women of God understand the call of God and the purposes of God, understand what our ministry truly is, and that is to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Amen? Amen. He's entrusted us with that. Amen? That objective. He's entrusted us. You know, sometimes we're critical of those that have had the... The, the, the spotlight and stuff. Well, they said this wrong and they said that wrong. You know, when I get to heaven and I stand before the Lord, I think the Lord is probably going to say, well, you said this is wrong and that was wrong and that was wrong. I don't know that we can stand in, in front of congregations and groups of people and be 100% right all the time. Maybe we can. But don't be so critical. Don't be so critical of those that are doing their best and they're out there in the spotlight and they want to be, they want to be positive and they want to declare the right things. Uh, don't be so critical of them and, and they're, they're doing this and they're doing that and sometimes us in the, the traditional uh, church, uh, pe traditional Pentecost, sometimes stand back and say, oh, that's not right, that's not right. And there are some things not going, that are not right going on out there. But don't be so judgmental. You know, yes. uh, be careful that that you don't say something that is of God, but you don't say it's not of God. Amen. 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 Be careful. You can you can discern it. God's put great great leaders here on the face of the earth to help us. Amen. Here's one. Amen. You know, Amen. for the first time I met Sister Carolyn, many. Well, a few years ago, when y'all were having it, uh, the, the meeting in the tent, I would come up and, and listen to Roger, just sit back in the back and, and that kind of thing. Uh, and I met one of the very first things that the Lord spoke to me about Sister Karen was her youth. Was her youth. Is this being recorded? Yes. Okay, so people can go back and, and hear or judge. Um, was her youth and how much strength that God had given her. In fact, one of the very first things the Lord spoke to me about her, and this was years ago, and I've repeated it a little bit, was, was that she was like a maid, a maiden, a young maiden. You know, and that's the strength that you have. But you have the wisdom, sister, of the great apostle. Amen. Now the Lord has, has taken me around the, the earth and around the United States of America and has privileged me with the ability to discern the great men and great women of God. And I pointed them out and I said this to this person and that to that person. And it comes to pass, praise God, by the grace of God. But I say to this person this morning that you are one of those great women of God. Amen? Amen. That you're not to follow, but you're to lead. Yes. Amen. Well, there are those that have a bigger spotlight than even you have that you will look and say, hmm, maybe I should do that. Mm -hmm. But you're here to lead them. Yes. Yes. Well, the buildings can't contain what you've built. Yes. Mm -hmm. For it wasn't built with brick and mortar and stone yes. and wood and nails. For it will take this city, saith the Lord. It will take this city. So, how about this, this building? How about this idea of this building? Some have said this and some have said that. And, and you've even said other things. But the Lord says it's up to you. It's up to you. Do you need a building? For ye saith the Lord, I will give you a building as, as exactly the building you want to have. But I say the building cannot hold what you have built here yes. in Amen. this town. Amen. Amen. Come on, we're not finished. Amen. Or I can bring the building. 
building out of the air. Yeah. Or I can cause you to step out off your porch and see the building. I can, I've done it before, saith the Lord. Have not I answered all of your prayers? It's up to you. For I will give you what you want. Amen. God has graced me with the ability to speak and go places and, and do things that He wants once said. I've been married and we just celebrated our 40th anniversary and the love of my life. We were sweethearts in high school and and uh, on and on. But sometimes, you know, the, the Lord will have me uh, encourage people and uh, and you have to be careful in this day and time, especially with men and, and women, because we live in such a perverted uh, world that you could tell someone that uh, speaks something to someone and they take it the wrong way. That's right. You know? We don't live in a pure world anymore. We don't live in a world where there's pure thoughts. It just seems like everybody's thoughts uh, you know, go to, to the wrong thing. So we have to be careful. But let me tell you what. When God moves upon you, and this is a prophetic church. I know that. Yes. The great apostle here leading this church. Yes. This is a prophetic church. When God moves upon you to say something, you say it. Yes. Thank you. You yes. say it. Amen. 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 Now, if you're under the authority of, of someone that's in this this uh, uh, ministry, you make sure you stay under the authority. Amen. If I can give you a word of wisdom this morning that I have learned over the years and I have obeyed it, and that is be faithful in the little. Yes. Amen? Yes. If you yes. want to have authority, yes. you must be under authority. Yes. Is there anybody here this morning yes. that can look at you and say, No! <laughs> and you listen to them. Amen. For we'll not have authority until we have that in our life. I yes. have men that say no to me. Yes. Yes. I have men in my life that have said no to me. They know they can walk right in. Roger Teal is one. Prophet Roger Teal is one. Emory Thompson, uh, pastor of West Little York Church of God, is another. Brother James Walker, uh, pastor of Tyler Christian Fellowship and Outreach uh, Fellowship in Tyler, is another man that can come into my life and say, no, no. Amen. And I stop and I listen. Yes. Amen. If you're going to have authority, you have to be under authority. It won't happen any other way. God will trust it. God will trust it to you. Amen? Amen. So in Matthew chapter 13, I'm going to begin to read in uh, 22, uh, verse 22. And it says, uh, He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the, and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. Okay? He becometh unfruitful. Now, here's the thing. This is what the Lord has spoken to me lately. For our nation and for our individual churches and even for individuals here this morning. Uh, he has said there's a lot of blooming going on. Spiritual blooming in the church. A lot of blooming. But we need to set fruit. We need to set fruit. There's a difference in going out into the garden and it's just full of blooms. You know, you go out there early in the morning and, and it's just the, uh, the plants are just showing their glory with their blooms and their pretty flowers. But they really don't do anything until they set fruit. They don't help anybody. 
And the church has been guilty of blooming. We have all of these gifts and we get together and we just have a great time and this, that, but we've not set fruit. See, if we had set fruit, this United States of America would be a different nation. Yes. 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 Well, the fruit is setting right now. The climate has gotten right right now. The blooms have fallen off. And spiritual fruit is about to set in the United States of America. All right. And see, when fruit is set, it brings sustenance. It brings sustenance to a, to a nation. Sustenance to a group of people. Sustenance to an individual. When fruit is set, blooms look great and they're beautiful and we run around with them and oh, how beautiful they are. But when fruit is set, it brings forth change. Amen. 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 Brings forth change. Brings forth change. You know, there's a difference in being in the prophetic and being a prophet. Yes. Over the years, God has, has used me to do something. I remember one morning I was preaching a sermon in Central Texas, and I had a man that uh, come to our church, and, and I, uh, he came up and he prayed. We had altars at the church, and he prayed with me. He got saved, and he had had a, a rough life, and and had been in prison, and uh, had actually cut somebody's head off at one time. Got in a fight, and he took his knife and he cut a person's head off, and he spent many many years in prison for that. He's a tough guy. Real, real tough guy. Yeah, you know, you know the difference uh, when you meet those kind of people. But he got saved. He got saved. He came there with a, with a lady that I had witnessed to, and and he got saved. And I told him his name was David. And I said, David. I said he was living in Far East Texas. He said, I said, when you go back, you need to stay out of the bars and you need to get into a church. And he said, Well, I really like to play pool. And uh, and I said, so I'm going to quit. I'm I'm stopped drinking. I'm delivered. Da, 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 this that and other. I said no. I said you didn't didn't hear right. I said uh, you, uh, you need to stay out of the bars. You know, it's going to cost you your life. It's not a very pleasant, a very pleasant thing to have to tell someone. Yes. And uh, he was a little resistant, and, and he he played pool tournaments and things like that. And two weeks later, I got the phone call that somebody killed him. Uh-huh. As he come out of the bar, he got into some sort of little, little fight. You don't, you don't want to deliver things. Mm-hmm. Don't want to deliver things like that, to people. But I'm gonna tell you what, sister. No accident that you bumped in and questioned about me last night. If you don't change your lifestyle, mm-hmm. you will not be on the face of the earth much longer. Mm-hmm. For the enemy is setting you up for the ultimate fall. And the closer I get to recovery, it's like crazy. Well, it's no, it's no accident that you said, hey, I know Carol. She said, Carol, I know her as Carolyn, but I know Carol and he's gay. Said, well, I'm going to be there. So you take it. So it's not always easy to tell people what, what, we, what they, they need to hear. So the Word of God tells us here that if the, the seed that was received and the thorns grew up around it, Choke the word and what? The care of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word and it become unfruitful. It bloomed. It looked pretty, but it didn't bring any sustenance to life. You know, the Lord said that the enemy come to kill, steal, and destroy, but I come that you might have life. And not just some raggedy life. <laughs> That's right. Abundance of Texas uh, 
thing there. An abundant life. Not just some raggedy life. Right? Amen? But a life of, a, of abundance. Many times we don't understand that when we meet people on the street or we meet people, they don't have that life. They don't understand that life. They don't know what life really is. It is our responsibility to invade their world, to walk right into their world and tell them what life is all about. Our work is not all done inside the walls of the church building. Amen? Our greatest work will be done out there. And I'm going to tell you what, the enemy is out there making plenty noise. Yes. Plenty noise. I've just yes. come back from Germany a couple of weeks ago and late we got out of conference and it was late one night and we went to eat some food and it looked like kind of a uh, half restaurant, half bar. They did have a bar there. I don't frequent bars uh, and stuff, but, but I was with this group and we went in there, we ate uh, food and everything and uh, the waitress came up and she waited nice young lady and uh, and one of the guys there, one of the preachers there, he said, would you like us to pray for you? And she said, yeah, well, we'll, uh, uh, we'll pray for you in our prayer time or whatever. I'll tell you what now, I'll give you a fair warning. If I'm with you and somebody wants prayer, we're going to pray. Amen? We're not going to put it off. We're not going to wait till we're about to, to pray. You know, we're about to lay hands on people, put oil on people, yes. and we're going to pray. And I want to tell you what, we begin to pray, and the Spirit of the Lord moved, people begin to speak in tongues. There were probably ten Christians there at that table, and the, the table overside of us, they were looking at us like, what in the world is going on here? And I said, ma'am, would you like us to pray for you? And she said, no. <laughs> and, and I said, well, that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. Well, we prayed for the waitress, and and and... and it was tremendous. We have to invade the darkness. We are the light. Yes. Yes. Amen. God has set us on a on a mountain, on a hill. Amen. And we are to do what, what He's called us to do. But what has happened is we've allowed the, the things of the world to come in and to kind of choke the word. And when the word is choked, we become unfruitful. Sometimes we don't even uh, realize it, but we come on. We become unfruitful. If you if you need to really see that happening, you can plant a garden and let plant two gardens and and let one of them grow up with weeds and the other one keep it hoed and cleaned and watered and everything. And then when the fruit sets, you'll find out that the fruit in the garden that was taken care of is going to be like it's supposed to be. Yeah. The fruit that was uh, has all the weeds in it. And you didn't water it. You didn't hoe it. You didn't take care of it. It, it will be abnormal. Tell you what, I think the body of Christ has lived with an example of abnormal fruit for many, many years now. Amen? Amen. It's, it's nothing that uh, for us to be ashamed of. Nothing for us to say, oh, God, we just will quit. No, it's just for us to recognize and say, let's change this. Mark chapter 4, verse 19. Mark chapter 4. Verse 19 says, And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entering in, the desires of other things, choke the word and it becomes fruitful. This is Mark's uh, understanding of, of the word. Uh, the lusts, the desires. When, when we get to the place in our lives where the word of God and God's things are not number one, it affects our whole life. Amen? It affects our prosperity. Amen. God wants us to be prosperous. Amen. 
God's not doesn't have a problem with us having things and having money. In fact, He wants us to have enough money to do whatever it is that He wants us to do. Yes. Yes. Sister, what is your name, sister? The singer. Yes. Ursula. That's right. Yes. The great entrepreneur. The great businesswoman. The woman when all the house falls apart is a column and stands strong, not just financially, but spiritually, emotionally. God's going to pour out even a greater financial blessing upon you, and He has no problem with you gleaning. People will drive by your house, and they will say, she is blessed. He is blessed. Y'all are blessed. Yes. Amen. You will have things, more things than other people. Don't ever worry about that. Because you will also be able to give more than anybody else. Amen. God will use you to pour into the kingdom much finances. He already has. You're already a giver. I know that. Not because I know what the Lord has showed me. But even more. You haven't reached the top, God says, right? Yeah, thank you, Lord. But you're well on your way. Amen. Faithful in the small things. In the little things. Yes. Faithful in the little. When we're faithful in the little, that law of God takes takes control of our life. He makes us what? Ruler over great things. Amen. Amen. But we have to be careful that we don't allow the thorns, the thistles, the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches to grow up around us and choke the word. Because if the word begins yes. to get choked, then our fruit dies. Let me tell you what, your neighbors need your fruit. Yes, yes. They might not like it. Amen. Amen. They might steal the signs out of your front yard and take them somewhere else. I saw a deal on Facebook yesterday, and, and this guy was stealing this uh, person's uh, Ted Cruz sign in his front yard, and the fella had hooked it up to an electrical cord. And when he grabbed that metal part of it, it ground it out and of course shocked him and he jumped and jerked and ran around and, and that kind of thing. They might want to steal your signs, but down deep, they need to know what it is that you have in your heart. You need to minister to them. They need it. They can't live without it. They need your fruit. They're drawing off of you. They don't know it. They don't know it. They don't understand it. And they might not ever admit it. But they are getting their sustenance. The United States of America is what it is today because of Christians, spirit-filled Christians of the past ages. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. God's raising up an army right now. Amen. Amen. I want to be a part of that army. We're going to see that army. We're going to see that army. We're going to see what, it's, what it can do. Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. Lord, help me not to allow anything to grow up around me or to take my desires, get my attention. Amen. Amen. Keep me from doing what you called me to do. Let me go forward. Let me not be distracted. Let me be focused. Let me be a good steward of the things that you have trusted to me, including those people that you have entrusted to me. I've often wondered how uh, how God could entrust one of His beautiful 
children to me. And how, how could he do that? Because they're very vulnerable in our hands, aren't they? Not just me. I'm talking about us as the body of Christ. He loved them so much, and it doesn't matter whether they're homosexual. I don't believe in homosexuals. I, I'm, I don't believe in men having sex with men and women having sex with women. Don't believe it. Don't Amen. believe God likes it. Wants it. Not the way it created. So we'll get that straight. And uh, But he loves them. That's yes. right. Yes. yes. Those that are out there rebellious and not quite doing just right, he loves them. That's mm -hmm. right. And he entrusts us. He entrusts them to us. And we are to handle them with kid gloves. Amen. We are to handle them with, with love. Why? Because we're taking them somewhere. Yes. We're not stopping them in their tracks. God will never use you to stop someone in their tracks, although you're much you're able to do that physically and spiritually. But God won't use you to stop them in their tracks unless it's a devil. But God will use you to pick them up and take them somewhere. Yes. Yes. Amen. We have to have the patience. We have to have the patience. I just pulled that. I just pulled that arrow right out of your heart right now. Right out of your heart. I just pulled that arrow out and I said, "In the name of Jesus, wound, be healed." In the name of Jesus. Pull it. I just, I just extract it right now. In the name of Jesus, it can have no place in your life. Yes. Climb up the ladder, get on the hill so people can see you and speak the word. Yes. Climb up the ladder, get on the hill so people can see you, speak the word. Arrow's gone, wound's gone. Only way it can open back up is if you go home and you tear it back open. We've got to understand that, that if we're going to do what God has called us to do, then we've got to be free. We gotta be free. It's okay to own own things. I have a friend that doesn't believe in owning anything. He doesn't. He doesn't. He drives home around in a motorhome and and does this. I really love him, but he, he doesn't like me. But I love him anyway. And, and uh, you know, but he don't want. He doesn't. He doesn't believe you should own anything. Should have any any money. But all the time when he gets in trouble, he calls me for money, and I get money. Well, I get money because I have money. Amen. Yes. And, yes. and at times I have more than at other times. But I want to tell you what. I have learned over the years that I am just a conduit for that to flow through my life. Yes. Amen. Yes. And God doesn't have any problem with me gleaning off of what he has blessed me with. But God forbid that I would ever open up a box and start boxing it up. Or start opening up a barn, build a barn and start storing it. Amen? Yes, yes. Hallelujah. No, we're a conduit, just like authority. It's a law of God. The authority flows the least path of resistance. Amen? We're conduits for the financial blessings. We're conduits, a whole other sermon, uh, we're conduit for authority. Amen? If you want to have authority, then you just need to make yourself a conduit and let authority flow through you. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? There's a lot of authority in this room for this town, for this city. This great city. This tremendous city. I hear the Lord saying that He made this city to be a great city. That it was created to be a great city in the beginning. That's why you're here, Sister Carolyn. Amen. 
is one of the greatest cities. That's why you're here. Amen. I'm, I'm going to stick pretty close to your sister. <laughs> I was praying yesterday and I said, oh Lord, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I've done so little for you. And then you give me that word this morning. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord wants you to know, anybody that wants personal ministry afterwards, if it's okay with Pastor Carolyn, I'll certainly be happy to, yes. to, to do that. Yes. Uh, you know, bearing fruit takes correct climate. It takes a faithful husband. I said a while ago, who, who can tell you no? Well, when when you get to such a place like the prophet Roger Teal, Carolyn Sissom, the apostle, Carolyn Sissom, and I can mention others, there's not too many people above you that can tell you no other than God. That's true. Amen. 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 But there are people that speak in, into their life. But not, not too many because... They have been faithful in the little and God has raised them to a place. Yes. But who can who can tell you no? It takes a great husbandman to create great fruit. Now Jesus is a great husband. Yes. He's given us his, his word. Amen. He's given us his word, his spirit, the giftings, uh, all of our things we speak in the spirit line up with his word. Amen. And uh, I know we're moving into a, a generation who wants to kind of take away uh, the word. I heard a prophet say the other day that his his words were just as important as uh, the Bible. I heard another well-known prophet say that uh, in the early New Testament that there, there was the spirit and the prophets. Why do we put so much uh, 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 faith in something written in, in, the, in a book? Yeah? There's a move trying to get us back to there, uh, but it's not going to happen. You don't have to be out there screaming and hollering and saying they're infidels and all those kinds of things uh, because they have national spotlight. Amen? Amen? They have national spotlight. But we understand that everything that the Spirit of God says lines up with His Word. Yes. yes. Right? Yes. Amen? So there's a husbandman. To have great fruit, you got to have a great husbandman. you got to have someone who cares. Someone who will... Uh, tell you no. Somebody, someone who will come along and prune some things out of your life. Someone who will come along and take the hoe uh, and, and get around you. Sometimes scrape up your bark a little bit because they're cleaning you out. You know, right. cleaning around you. And if you're ever in a tree business, you you know that there, there's a such thing as uh, uh, root pruning. And what they do is they take they plant these trees in a row, and the root and the roots grow out like that. And uh, when they get up about two inch trees, two and a half inch caliper trees, they'll take a tractor and off the side of this tractor they have a plow and it's a long spade, very sharp, sticks about that deep in the ground, maybe two foot, maybe two and a half feet. And it runs out alongside of the tractor and they run it along those rows of trees, cutting those roots that go out there. And what happens is when those roots are cut, it forms a little ball, a little nodule there and more roots. More roots are formed, and they're in a tighter area. Gives better sustenance, the, the tree better sustenance. But if it comes along a weak tree, and it doesn't take that pruning uh, very good, it kills the tree. Kills the tree. Pruning can either help you, by the husbandman, can either help you, or you can allow it to kill you. Amen. It can either help you, or you can allow it to make you shrivel up and die 
thy off. God forbid that we would allow that to happen. We're going to allow the husbandman, the great husbandman, even Jesus, to come in and prune us. Amen? We're going to, to align ourselves with the great apostles, the great prophets, the great pastors, the great evangelists, the great teachers, and we're going to allow them to prune us so we will grow and be all that God wants us to be. Who's willing to do that? Amen? Who's willing to allow the great husbandman to come into your life or send somebody in your life to clip a few limbs here and there, to change your, your, your outward appearance a little bit, be a little harsh on you? Amen? Hallelujah. You know, we've got to understand that God has, his, has our best in His mind, not half best. Amen. Takes a correct climate. <laughs> takes a correct climate to produce fruit. You've got to be in the right climate. You've got to have a lot of water. You know, Jesus said to the woman, that the, 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 Samaritan, the Samaritan woman, said, if you would have known who I was, you would have received that water from me. Because it's water that you'll never thirst again after you drink this water, right? Takes the right amount of water. Takes some care. Moving around. Every once in a while I'll go out into the garden and I will move some vines around or some leaves. I'm real careful with my tomatoes and and because they'll break really, really, really easy after they've grown out, and I'll move them around so because they're trying to overtake the squash or or whatever it is, and move them around. I still want them to grow, but they need to be moved around a little bit. I remember many, many times in my life when the Lord sent a man or sent a woman to move some things around in my life, Amen. and I was wise enough to say, "Get at it." Amen. I was wise enough to say, yes, Lord, bring him on. I can be quiet. I can be loud, too. Amen? Every once in a while I get confused when I go to places and, and I'm, not, I'm not quiet. I remember a few years back, a few years back I came to the, to the conference and, and I forget who it was. They wanted me to minister to him. I did. Oh, I was just like that. And the uh, prophet said, have you read the book? Bible, you know? No, no, no. Carolyn's book. <laughs> no, I didn't know Carolyn had a book. It was right there in the front. I said, okay, we were going to get lunch or something. He said, you read it before you go back in there. Okay. I read it. And Carolyn has it. You don't, you don't do that. You're not supposed to do that. I didn't know. I knew after then it never happened again. Amen. Amen. So you have to be willing to allow God to bring the great men and the great women of God in your life to snip a few things. Yes. Amen? Yes. To be quiet. In fact, the Bible tells us clearly that when there's there's a number of prophets in the room, let some of them just be quiet. Yes. Amen? Yes. Just let some of them be quiet. Yes. 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 Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So, it takes a correct climate. It takes a faithful husbandman. And here's the one that really gets us sometimes. Is it takes time. Oh, it yeah. takes patience. Oh, yeah. To become yeah. what God has ordained you to become. It takes time. And it takes patience. In fact, I believe it was the Apostle Paul that said, Run the race with patience. The race that was set before you. For there is no doubt in my mind, sir, that God has called you to be exactly what you think 
that He has called you to be. Although you'll never be greater than your mother, you'll never be greater than your spiritual mother, but you will have an anointing upon your life to speak to people and to break the chains walking these streets. For He's preparing you for such a time, even right now. Yes, He is. Yes, He is. It takes patience. It takes patience. I got born again in 1981. Now I was on fire. I lived a terrible life and, and everything. In fact, uh, many nights, many Saturday nights. In fact, the Saturday night before I got saved, I was out here on West Timer with my 65 Chevelle Supersport <laughs> trailer car. We used to drag race on West Timer before it was developed. Y'all remember yeah. that? Yeah. Saturday night. You know, motorcycles and cars. And went home two or three o'clock in the morning. Had a big fight with my lovely wife, and and uh, I said, you know what? I'm just gonna get my Z28 out, Camaro out of the garage. It was a show car, and I'm going to drive to this church that my friend had been inviting me to. I'm gonna park my Z28 up by the door so everybody that walks into the church can be blessed and see. What I did. <laughs> you know? And I did. Went in and sat down. I wasn't raised in church, so I was pretty ignorant. And uh, I had no thing God didn't work out because I was like a, a, a clean slate and uh, gave the altar call and something well, made me get up and go. And uh, rough, 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 rough person. Uh, addicted, bound. But I met the one that set me free. Amen. 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 And then God began to clip some things in my life. Yeah. But God, God began to show different things. I believe a lot of friends didn't want to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I got saved and God began to do something. And you know, some people are just anointed of God and it doesn't take long for them to, to uh, get out there and do what God's calling them to do. Right. So I think it was like 1982. I was ready to pastor. Man, I was ready to go out there. And I mean, I told Brother Thompson, I said, Brother Thompson, uh, I'm ready. And he said, I don't know, I don't think you are. And, and I'm ready, brother, I'm ready. Because you knew how hard I was, hard handle was. And he said, well, call the state overseer and tell him. Then. So I, next morning, I called the state overseer. Overseer said, okay, be in Buffalo, Texas this coming Sunday morning. And, and they'll vote on you and see if you're a pastor. I said, no way in <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, or do you want to pastor or not? So I went, and it was a disaster. <laughs> it was a disaster. I got rid. A lot of things happened, but one of the funniest things that happened uh, was a man was in the uh, sitting there like the second pew back, and boy, he you know suits, ties. We used to all uh, wear suits and ties. You know, I don't wear a tie much anymore. I will if you ask me to. If you want me to, I will. Uh, and, and of course, we had the Church of God. It was a, a haircut that they issued you, you know. Smooth, coming straight back. And, and there was a guy sitting there on the second row, and he was saved, sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost. So when it come time to dismiss church, I said, Sir, just uh, dismiss us in prayer, please. And uh, he didn't do anything. Sir, just uh, dismiss us in prayer. And still didn't do anything. And uh, so I said it a third time, pretty loud, you know. And, and finally a lady stood up back here, an older lady, and dismissed us in prayer. And uh, went back, and she was one of the leaders of the church. She said, he wasn't even saved. And I said, he wasn't saved? 
That man wasn't even saved. And you asked him to dismiss the church. He's a visitor here. I said, he sure looked like he was saved. <laughs> so it was a disaster. Get to a point. Came back to Houston, Texas. Spent the next 10 years serving, doing anything that God would ask me to do. That's right. To prepare yes. for what God. Yes. Prepare mm-hmm. for what God had for me. In 1991, my pastor, one early morning, we come to church early. Uh, I think we came at 8 o'clock, and, uh, and Brother Thompson told me, you're ready. Well, by that time, I'd already built a great youth ministry and everything. I'd kind of changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and they set me forth to plant my first church. Now, think about the prophet. When he came into my life, Ten years ago, he called me out of the congregation and gave me the word of the Lord. I'd never traveled, didn't care anything about traveling, didn't go anywhere because I focused on planting churches, pastoring. You got to be focused. You got to love what you do. You know. And he said, "You'll be going across the nation and around the world and all of this." And I'm like, "I don't really in particular want to do that, but it's okay." <laughs> never had many before. First time I'd ever met him. Didn't know him. Uh, or anything. A friend of mine had, had connected us, and he came to Mahaya uh, to to do a service. And so, anyway, uh, I just realized the other day that now ten years have gone by again. Ten years. Let me tell you what. It takes time for God to bring to pass the great things that He says to you. Yes. Yes. It takes time. Yes. Be patient. Yes. Amen. Wait upon the Lord. Yes. Isaiah said we'll, we'll get strength. Wait upon the Lord. It takes time. Many times as God gets us prepared and ready to do the great thing that He's called us to do, we're thinking it's time to retire. It's not. It's not. No retirement. God has plan A for your life. There's no plan B. Amen. He'll spend it up. He'll spend your life to the last time. It takes time. And you got to be patient. But I want to tell you what, when God says something to you, He means it. And it comes to pass. Not because some man said it. Not because some person that somebody else said was this or, or was that. I love what Apostle Carolyn said not long ago, and she said she never told anybody who she was. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. I never tell people either. People can see it, can't they? And if they can't, I want to examine myself and make sure they see it. We got to come to the place in our life where keep me in time, sister. I'm not sure if this has been set back an hour or not. But is this, is this the time right? Yes, it's correct. <laughs> okay. So the uh, we have to be willing to walk the path, run the race that God set before us, and allow God's men and God's women to come in, clip some things off of us, dig around us a little bit, water us. Uh, fertilize us sometimes and uh, so we can grow and become what God wants us to become. 
We've got to keep an eye on those outward things that come into, come into our lives and kind of uh, sets us aside. The Apostle Paul said, I'm going to lay aside those things that does so easily beset me, right? Yeah. I'm going to lay aside the sin and those other things. Not just sin, but those other things. Those desires that we allow to get in, in our way. One of the things that our ministry uh, stands for is, and if you've been around me long, you'll hear this one day when I minister it. There is no plan B. You heard a little bit of the ago. There is no plan B. As long as you don't want a plan B. God has no plan B for your life. He has a plan A for your life, and He will bring it to pass as long as you will allow Him to bring it to pass. Amen? Amen. Now, you might have a plan B, and you might have a, a second this or a third or a fourth or that. God has plan A, and He will do everything that He possibly can do to bring that plan A to pass in your life. If you're a blank slate, it's much easier for Him. Amen? It's much easier. So Hebrews chapter 12, 1. Let us run the race with patience that's set before us. Let us run. <laughs> James chapter 1, verse 4. Let patience have her, have her work that you would want for nothing. Wow. Let patience have her work that you would want for nothing. I'm going to read Luke chapter 21, 19. Luke chapter 21, 19. It says, In your patience, possess your souls. In your patience, possess your souls. Now that Greek word for possess, I looked it up, and that Greek word uh, for possess is, is pronounced taomahi, or close to that. But what it means is to obtain, to acquire, to own, or to purchase, to get. So patience, patience, in your patience, possess your souls. Wait upon the Lord. Know that what He has said is true. Many times God brings people into our life just to con confirm stuff. Just to confirm. Pastor, I need some strength today. Isaiah 40 and 31 tells us if we wait upon the Lord, we will be given strength. Be faithful in the little things. Wait for God to move before you move. Was it Moses that said, Lord, if you don't go with me, I'm not going to be here. Amen. Be careful with the distractions mm -hmm. that the enemy will bring into your life. The thorns, the cares of the world that grow up around you and they choke the Word. Because when the Word is choked, you become unfruitful. It's not just good enough to bloom. We bloomed this morning. The worship, the worship team is tremendous. Y'all bless me. Every time I come here, y'all bless me. Amen. 
Man, one time I left here, we got in the van, and Roger said, uh, Prophet Roger Hill said, you sure sing loud. I said, really? He said, yeah. I said, well, I'm hard of hearing. I worked around engines all my life. I'm a little hard of hearing. He said, oh, okay. <laughs> but y'all bless me when you're singing. I want to get right in there and then sing right along with you. You know? I guess I did, actually. And uh, God is doing something here. He's getting ministers. He's raising up ministers. Yes, great men and great women of God. He's doing what he has always planned to do. He's not going to wait till, till anybody else comes along. He's going to. He's going to use you. Teach me. They'll be young first, but then they'll get older and older. But you'll teach me. Use you. Brother and sister, he's not anywhere close to finishing, y'all. Amen. Amen. So I, I know my, my childhood friend, uh, Linda, dad, is not here. I wanted her to be here this morning. She's a childhood friend. We've been friends since. I guess probably before we even knew each other. Uh, her, her mom and my mom and my mom, her dad and my dad. God's not finished with her yet either. No, she's a good friend of mine. I know. <laughs> but I'm not finished with y'all. The great one of God, sister. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of authority. A lot of authority. In this town, in this government, in this city. Hallelujah. What's the Lord doing in your life, brother? <coughs> Getting me ready. For what? For, I guess, the next chapter of my life. Do you know what that is? I believe so. What do you believe it is? I believe it's going to be the ministry of government. The ministry of then government? Yes. Patience. So God's going to send people into your life to flip around on you a little bit. The Lord says He's going to send people and they'll drive stakes around you like they're staking a tree. And they'll run guide wires from those stakes to you. They'll be people. They'll be like stakes. And they'll keep you firm. And they will hold you up in the storm. They will have the ability to stand and hold you. And it will, sur it will surpass your own group system. You get to pick those people. You start looking now. You get to pick those people that will surround you. That will hold you. Amen. Amen. A little clipping. A little bit of clipping to do. A little bit of uh, a little bit of trimming. Hmm. 
I know that y'all come into this church all the time and y'all don't recognize, maybe you do, the anointing, the powerful anointing that that's here. The powerful anointing that teachers have, the worship leaders have. Yeah. Powerful anointing. It's the place to be. It's the place to be. If, uh, if I ever move back to Houston, I'll be here. Amen. What do you want to do? My Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, I ask you, O oh God, to give this man a dream. Give this man a vision. Help him, O oh Lord, to see all that you have for him and the authority that you have put upon his shoulders. For they have called him quiet, but he is not. They misjudged him. The Lord says he'll make that voice loud inside of you. It will also be like a fire shut up in your bones. So you don't be quiet. Invade. Invade. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God bless you all. God bless you. You good? Yeah, I got a big question mark on that one. <laughs> got a lot going on. <laughs> awesome woman of God. God is raising up you to do a mighty work. Be careful. Be careful who you allow into your life. Because when God sends a man, the enemy sends one also. They come at the same time. Yes. Come on, Jesus. Yes. Lord says when the time comes, it's not up to me. It's not up to anybody else. It's not up to your advisors. But when the time comes, you move along. You go forward. And you tell him that you're ready. And when that time comes, he will send somebody to you. So there will be someone that comes along that will try to take you away from this place. And he will be a man. And he, he will have all the right things. The Lord says it's not him. Amen. It's not him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just keep going. Just keep going. You know, the last time uh, I told you about, I made the testimony about the man that uh, was killed at the the, uh, the bar when they shot him. And uh, I told I told you personally about the woman that I I raised her children. 
in all my life, all my life, I did everything I could do from when, when I got born again to speak into her life and to tell her you have to get out of this lifestyle. She had become comfortable in this lifestyle. Uh, like I told you, she could go, she could make it on her own. And she always said it was the blessing of the Lord, but it wasn't. It was the enemy setting her up to take her life. 15, 20 years, and uh, I raised her three her three sons. Me and my wife raised her three sons. And uh, and then one morning, we finally got the call that somebody had taken her life. It's time. It's time to stop. Amen. Amen. The only thing that's keeping those things alive in your life and it is because you have not made up your mind that they have to go. You've learned to live this way. I'm not saying anything bad about you. Amen. I'm just saying, this is not your life. You have come comfortable with it. The Lord says, I never, I never created you to be a survivor. I created and blessed you to thrive. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
The Lord says everything He spoke about your wife. Of course, He speaks it to you too because you are one. You are not two. But you have a unique ability. A unique ability to lead. But you don't lead with a whip. And you don't lead with a stick. You lead with a quiet spirit. You can be loud. You can be loud. You're a man of men. A force to be reckoned with. But there's a special blessing that's come into your life. And it's going to continue to come because you've chosen to be a humble, quiet leader in the flesh. But a powerhouse in the Spirit. For your prayers have been prayed. And the Lord says He's answered those prayers. And you've taken no credit. You've taken no credit. But the Lord says, I've given you credit. I've given you credit. My hand will rest upon you. My hand will rest upon your children. And will rest upon your grandchildren when they come. A blessing. For you have paved the way. Yea, saith the Lord, you have the spirit of, of such as Caleb. Say, yes, let's go take the land. Let's go take the land. Let's go get the building. Let's do that. Sister Carolyn, he's one that can do it too. Yes. He has my respect. Yes. And mine too. He's our guest. May the blessing of the Lord rest upon you. May God give you and entrust to you more wisdom and knowledge. And you can see things that others can't see. You can see deeply, deeply. Don't change, brother. Don't change. Just stay who you are. Amen. Hallelujah. How about this guy over here? Mm -hmm. Jesus. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Time. All you need is time and patience to become what God has ordained and anointed you to be. This is but a start. You don't have to be in a hurry. You don't have to think that you need to go out there and, and, and make it happen because God is going to make it happen for you. You will grow in this ministry that you're doing right now, but there's other ministries that God is going to lead you in. And He's going to put people in your life to be your mentors. And it'll be just a natural thing. You will look back on your life and it will be just a natural, natural thing. Amen? You agree with that? You agree with that? You know, I was doing a tent meeting in Oklahoma one time and I walked up to this lady and put my hand out like that and she said, don't touch me. <laughs> okay. Well, her little 12-year-old boy was setting a couple of seats down. I was he wanted prayer. He had his hand up in prayer. He's praying. He said, pray for my mama. This, this, pray for my mama. This, that, the other. And I said, oh, that's his mom. I'm not sure. And I said, is this your mom over here? And he said, yeah. Do you need to tell me anything about her that I should know? And he said, he looked at her and she went, 
Well, the next night, the next night she came back to the tent meeting. She had four of her friends, and when I walked past her, she said, "You can touch me all you want." Aww. And they came up to the altar. They came up front and got prayer, and God really, really uh, blessed them. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Bless you, brother. Continue on. Anybody else? Yes, sir. Any particular thing you want? More. Tell that. <laughs> Lord says when, when you sing and when you worship, you get his attention. In the room full of a thousand voices, the Lord says, I hear your voice. I hear your voice. For it's not proceeding out of your mouth, it's proceeding out of your heart. And I will honor. For there are some that will come along and say, You should be like them, or you should sing like them, or you should play like them. But I say to you, No. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus and I declare right now in the name of Jesus that there's strength and power. Lord, even as, as Carolyn has, that she has the ability as the Apostle Paul to impart. Impart. Not only in the Spirit, but in the flesh. She has the ability to impart power and strength and stamina and youth. Let it be so. Jesus mighty name. larger 
sharp sword, my friend. Carry a sharp sword. Mom has to bring you in, has to reel you in sometimes. Don't ever take offense to that. Because she loves you. She cares for you. But yes, she's bold enough. And you have said yes, she can say stop and I'll stop. You have said that, yes. And God's going to bless you and honor you for that, sir. He's going to use you. He's going to bring men into your life, young men into your life, and they will look at you the way you have looked at Carolyn. They will say to you, if you tell me to stop, I'll stop. If you tell me to go, I'll go. If you tell me to come, I'll come. She carries a sharp, a sharp sword. Be careful not to cut any down at the knee. Be careful that you don't lay waste to the land for you have a lot of authority, a lot of power. There will be a group. There will be a group that surrounds you 
that comes to you just to hear your voice. Because it will be the voice of the Lord. Be patient. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, O oh God, to impart to him gifts, O oh Lord, that you want him to have. And use him in the kingdom. <clears throat> use him, O oh Lord. He's a good man. He's a good man. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Great preacher. Hallelujah. Lord says, button up your coat. Button up your coat. For you're about to lay hands on the man of the future. You're about to lay hands on the man that some have been afraid of in the past or have had fear for him. What will he do? How will he go? But yea, saith the Lord, I will come upon him mm. as I come upon David, and I will call him out of the field. There are those that would say that you are the least likely, the least likely to be the man of God, but God says you are the likeliest, for he looks upon the heart. Mm -hmm. And you have the heart of the father and the mother. And you can go. You can do no wrong. There's power. <laughs> How old are you? 22. 22. <laughs> Lord says you have strength. Hallelujah. You're strong willed too. <laughs> strong minded and it's okay it's okay God's going to use that the Lord says I'm going to begin to whisper to you I'm going to begin to whisper to you no longer will the father and the mother speak these things but I will speak these things to you saith the Lord for I will call you and stand you before myself, saith the Lord. And I will speak to you and I will anoint you with an anointing. So rebel not. You've been a good, a good young man. You're an adult. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I just want you to understand what God's saying. This is your time. He's going to start speaking to you. He's going to use you. Hallelujah. Amen. Have you ever been around hunting dogs, brother? No. <laughs> well, we have a saying, hunting dog, this dog will hunt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard that? Yes. Well, I'm telling you, this dog will hunt right here. <laughs> this dog will preach. Yes. Amen. When the time comes. Amen. Amen. You know, God has given me a unique. <laughs> want me, did you uh huh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> God has given me a unique ability over the years, and it's a gift. Uh, and and I'm, I'm bragging on God right now. Yes. 
I'm not bragging on myself. Uh, this couple that I I went and preached in Italy these uh, last three weeks ago, I guess it was. Uh, long, they weren't even serving. Well, the, the husband wasn't. I don't know. If, yeah, he was probably he was serving the Lord, but he was very young in the Lord. And I told him one day when that saw him, I said, "One day we're going to be standing on a on a stage together and we'll preach together." And they were like, mm. but I reminded them in Vicenza, Italy, the other day, when they were just young men, twenty-something years old. When God says something, He's right. Yes. Yes. Amen. Pastor, two churches. Amen. Hallelujah. What a blessing. What a blessing. I enjoy your singing. I enjoy your worship. I enjoy your spirit. Traveling's not over, saith the Lord. Or I'll put you on a plane. And I will put much gas in it, saith the Lord. Amen. And I will send it far across the world. Well, there are those that are colored differently than you are. Their eyes are different and their hair is different. But I have called thee, saith the Lord, to them. For I have heard their cry. For they have cried out in the dark and they have said, I don't have enough to eat. And I don't have enough to wear. And I have no place to lay my head. Yea, saith the Lord, I have caused you to have influence. And I will bring people to you and they will pour into your bosom for the sole purpose of pouring into these people that are across the waters, across the world, to these children. Your success, although your bank accounts will be large and the amounts of money will be great, but your success will be not measured by those amounts of money but your success will be measured by the children and by the size of their smiles that are on their face and by the hugs that they put upon by the hugs that they put upon your neck <laughs> yes let it When we're ready, when you get ready, sister. Uh, if they get ready to leave, they'll leave. Okay. Just keep on going. All right. Your roll. You're on a good roll. you like? We like your roll. <laughs> what do you think your calling is? Are you in ministry right now? Well, the gifts and the callings of God are without, without repentance. They're never taken away. They're, you were called early on and they remain in you till your last breath. Amen. So nothing's changed. I do see an ability for you to minister. It's, it's, it's undeveloped, but it can be developed. You can do it. You can do it. 
want you to, from now on, I want you, when you look in the mirror, I want you just to say this, I, I can do this, I can do this. God has called me to minister. I see you as a duck walking across the ground and behind you are a long trail pretty little yellow fluffy ducklings. Something jumps out of the bushes and makes a noise and they all run faster than you can run but they all run right under you and you just put your wings. The Lord says I'll bring those ducklings to you. I'll start even now. You begin to look for them. I will bring them to you. They will be women. They will be young women. They will be girls. They will be broken. Some of them, and you will have a special anointing to heal these young women. Some of them will be young women that have killed their own children. And you have been given a special anointing specifically for them to minister to their hearts and to their souls that they might move along, that they might go forward and know that the Almighty God heaven has forgiven them. So you begin to look, search out.
Absolutely. What have you done in the past, ministry wise? Okay, well, what's more important is what the Lord is saying. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead and get involved in the ministry. And the kingdom will come. Okay? Don't wait. You start walking it out, walking the ministry out. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you, O Lord, my sister. I ask you, O God, to help her and strengthen her, encourage her. And Lord, we ask you to heal her body right now in the name of Jesus. We declare right now that she's healed. We declare, Lord, that, that your hand will be upon her and every part of her body function correctly. And that this diabetes that she'd been diagnosed with, Lord God, that it would be a part of her past. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Begin to do what God's called you to do. Begin to seek Him and find out what that is. And uh, and then the healing comes second. But it will come. Yeah? It's all right. It's all right. You've got a long call. Amen. Anybody else before we're dismissed? Yes. Okay. Uh, if anybody wants to have prayer, just come on up and form a line. Anyone who did not get prayed for, if you have already been prayed for, that's not you. You're not going to overwork the problem. You've been prayed for once, once is enough. If you come up for prayer,
great pain. The source of the depression system is the great pain. The great loss. Need another cover. Not a demonic thing. It's not something physical that you can't recover from. You can recover from.
I felt, oh God, by your unction, by the power of the Holy Spirit, even then, that we should put a date on it. Little did I know I would get an opportunity. So I do. I do in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In 2019, this young woman and this young man will have this healthy child. Yes. Amen. Yes. For a testimony to your goodness and your grace. And this child will bring gladness and disperse the sorrow in the heart of this mother. In Jesus' name, we let it be Amen. 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 Are you a writer or do you have a story to tell and maybe you need a little help with your writing? Well, go to Treehouse Publishers today. We can help you achieve your dream. Dreams come true in our house. Do you have a book just waiting in your spirit to come out and share with the world? Well, Treehouse Publishers will help you to achieve your dream. Write that book today. Sell your book in London, in Africa, and many other countries. Let your tree bear much fruit with Tree House Today. Go to www.gotreehouse.org.